0: Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime
1: podcast where they talk about murder with lots of nasty details while using dark humor. If you don't like bad words like fudge and worse, then maybe you shouldn't listen. If you do, then join us while we fudge your feelings.
2: Hello? Hello, are you there? Oh, hi. Hello. We just wanted to do some plugs here. Of our
1: sponsors. Um, but real quick, studio Sweden. I fucking love them. Um do you wanna know how to avoid everybody ever? Put your studio Swedens on. Yes. And with their headphones or their earbuds with long battery life, you can get 15% off with color me dead 15. And get 15% off. And if you guys don't know about these headphones, please go check them out.
2: Oh my God, they're amazing. Uh, their website is studiosweden.com backslash US.
1: Don't forget that promo code, Color Me Dead, 15 to get your 15% off.
2: I use mine every week to edit.
1: To I love mine. To listen to murderers while I'm in the bath. I listen to mine every day while I'm trying to avoid everybody in my house. It works. It I'm works asshole. so fucking amazing. You can look <laughs> at it and be like, "I can't hear you." You just point at your ears. And I like, know. Oh, okay, I don't know. Out. Yeah. Uh, you can also get our merchandise at colormedeadpod.threadless.com, and we're getting new designs every day, courtesy of Tom Kusak from Horrid Taste. He's the one that did our
2: badass picture with our with our black and white faces black
1: and white black and white faces black and white but uh definitely go check out his merchandise and see what he's got we've also got bath bombs from the
2: purple lotus they made some for each of us including ember you can go into you go into mm mm-hmm Go to www.squareup.com backslash store backslash the purple lotus vernal. Use the promo code DEADPOD15 for 15% off of your order. And
1: each bath bomb is custom to what the girls want. And so you've got Sweet Sticky Murder, The Soul Eater. Um, and you've also got the bloodbath.
2: Yeah. Uh, we also have our meet and greet February 10th here in Vernal. We know a lot of you are far away and you can't make it and we wish everybody could make it, but if you can't, we're going to do some live shit
1: from there. We have a bunch of things that we're going to be raffling off. And thank you so much for our donations thus far. Yes. We've had Kevin May and a few other people uh make actual cash donations to yeah. the advocacy um we've also had rebecca and uh, who's made some prints to us and then nancy who sent us a taser Nice. For ladies' safety.
2: So anything that doesn't sell at the meet and greet, we're going to put online and put up for everybody. So you can have grabs at it. And we can yeah. have it through PayPal and we will donate the money or, you know, or you can donate the money straight to them.
1: Give us a receipt and we'll send it to you. Yep. Um, thank you to all of our badass Patreons, especially Tiffany and... And Clint Toon, who are our biggest Patreons at this point. Yes. They
2: are badasses for helping for donating to us every month because that's how we can send out your stickers and all your cool shit. Plus we can get new equipment so that we sound a little bit better. We're getting ready to make us a pretty fucking sweet uh
1: studio. Fort. A, a fort. studio
2: fort out of studio blankets fort. and PVC <laughs> pipes. So we're going to
1: sound even fucking better. But in the meantime, just know that everything you guys do for us is greatly appreciated. If you want to donate and be a
2: part of our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash color me dead podcast. You get anything from little sneak peeks to episodes early. You get extra, extra stickers, episodes, stickers, extra stickers, extra episodes. You get um, the the higher ones get things like T-shirts, and we're trying to make fun things like koozies and shit to send out. That's still in the works. So check us out on Facebook, Twitter.
1: Oh, you went Facebook first. Wow. Well, you can go Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. You can go to the. Face. You can go. You can go Facebook. Um, we have Color Me Dead" podcast, and we all have, all know. Oh. Hello. Hello. We also have the Color Me Dead group. Um, you can go to Twitter at P- Potter Me Quest. Oh my God! <laughs> I can't fucking English today. What one were you on? Twitter. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Jesus Christ. Okay, you can go to Facebook, and we have Color Me Dead podcast, and we also have color me dead group you can go to twitter and it's color me dead pod or you can go to instagram and it's color me dead podcast and they're all fun to interact with
2: everybody i'm on facebook the most but you're on all three i'm only Mm. on facebook the most because i know how it works the best and i go to twitter and i'm like oh fuck i'm out of my element element.
1: yeah i try to do all three but sometimes i get fucked over but just know that you can catch us all there and it's fun interacting with everybody as we have said before Anyway,
2: thank you for checking us out. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Uh, Yay! Luck,
2: bitch. Record, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> so, welcome to Color Me Dead, beginning of the New Year special. Happy fucking New Year. Happy New Year. Did anybody get super fucking loaded? I hope you did. I, I don't, don't know. Didn't. I'm debating because I don't even think Spencer's going to be home. And by the time this drops... It will have been the new year, so I guess we'll see what happens. I can 100% guarantee I did not get loaded. Um, I'm probably just going to sit at home and watch the same fucking movies I've seen 500 times. So
2: That works for me. If I make it to the new year.
1: Yeah, whatever. 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 Me what the
2: whatever.
0: fuck ever.
1: So we're going to do the Q&A that you guys put together for us. And we're also going to be featuring some bits and pieces from... You said bits. <laughs> sorry. Bits. Sorry. <clears throat> no, it's okay. I like it. It's so the new name of our podcast. Bits and Pieces. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, bits no, and Pieces. No, it's okay. I, I liked bits better. Do so, you want to see my bits? You want to see my bits? <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have um, California Dreaming, mirths and Monsters, um, a Gosh. piece from Functioning Drunks, as well as Affirmative Murder. They're Yay. going to be um clueing in on a couple of things that they really super loved. And we genuinely appreciate everybody that contributed to that. But what we're most excited for is questions. questions. We always have
2: so many questions after. But now it was your turn to ask the questions. And so we I don't apologize for our answers.
1: At all. No. I don't apologize for shit. Fuck I, you. If yeah, you don't I like gonna... me, Get bent, bitch. I was
2: going to pre-apologize for it, and then I was like, nah, fuck that. If I had to apologize... me. (laughs) If
1: if I had to apologize for every time I open my fucking mouth, it'd be a long-ass day. Yeah. I would have to remain quiet after that. You have the right to remain silent. Motherfucker, I can't. I
2: can't. And I can't stop swearing, so don't
1: fucking tell me to, all right? Mary. right? right. Um, Which I want to address that because Joe Ryder was like... (laughs) Why the fuck do you fucking cuss so fucking much? And I was like, you know what's funny? Is my parents never cursed. It was so rare.
2: Oh, my stepdad does sometimes. It's so so
1: fucking rare for my mom and dad to curse. And they have to be like really angry. And the thing that my dad would say was, he would be like, well, fuck. But my mom would... Hers was a combination and it was like a slur of words, almost like a drunk person. But <laughs> I'm she say, No, goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> Every, like, if she broke a dish, if she stubbed her toe, it was always goddamn son of a bitch. That's funny.
2: But I don't. When my mom was super pissed at me, and it's still my fucking favorite, and she was super pissed, like, that's when the F bomb would come out. But it was never just like a good clean fuck. It was like, <laughs> clean your fuck fucking room and then I would die laughing I'm like oh my god clean your
1: fucking room it's <laughs> all, like yeah. super exaggerated she drew out the F for way too <laughs> long and it was so fucking funny it made my day and I don't know why I curse so much cause it's amazing I can't remember who said it um I should look it up but uh, one of our listeners, one of our listeners, Lees. was like, it's the croutons to my word salad," yes, And yes. I laughed so I goddamn hard over that. I gotta look that up to give him fucking credit I'm, because I giggled yeah. pretty hard over that.
2: I'm sure that your reason is the same as mine, but I went to work in the oil field pretty young. Yeah. And it's well, we live just in an, gone from there.
1: We live in an oil filled town. Mm-hmm. And so when you hang out with those guys, fuck becomes your Uh, like yeah i worked with truck drivers for years like that's what i'm sorry i'm not going to apologize no we've had messages recently from somebody who was like i like your podcast the stories and the was in all capitalized uh (laughs) letters but you use the word fuck too much and i get that i get that a lot from my dad and i i get it a lot from some of my relatives and that's okay I realize that I curse too much, and I've tried to tone it down. My mom refers
2: to me as her potty mouth nympho child. I'm like, man. you're right. You've got it right
1: there. Well, fuck, (laughs) I accept. Yeah. Am I supposed to argue or be offended? (laughs) Because it's very true. Well, and I, one time, I tried fur. 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 I I keep catching myself saying fur and valkas. And I'm
2: like, God, where are Fur recurs.
1: What field did you we- grow up <laughs> in? Fuck. For the fur? Fur. Fur. Fox. That is a basin thing. For. Fur. Fur. Fur.
2: Fur. Fur. And I always say it when I'm, like, in in the middle of a good story. Like, fur. like in Ronald Gene Simmons when I was editing it, I caught myself saying fur um, so many times. I'm like, Jesus fucking, talk like a human. <laughs>
1: fur and a cuz a cuz a cuz <laughs> i say cuz i feel so bad for people that have to listen to this <laughs> for that reason <laughs> Wait,
2: yeah when i got told that i had an accent in the midwest i uh yeah dude. i was like
1: what I'm, and then i say fur, fur i'm like well okay, right. fair. mount un fish on fur seal <laughs> uh, yeah i i totally get it Sorry. um when i moved to the south um Everybody sounded fucking foreign to me, and I couldn't like I was trying to catch up to him. But the coon when I, asses are fucking foreign, I swear. Try to listen to my fucking father. I want or to. like my uncle. Uh, he sounds like fucking Boomhauer from King of the Hill. Just I get up, uh, I yes. you know, my, You know what I'm saying? Time, yeah. The You're first like, time I worked. What the worked
2: hell was that? When I worked with somebody like that in the oil field. They came up because it was during the big boom when I lived in Colorado, and they came up from. Um, Louisiana and he called one day and was telling me something and I'm like I do not, not know what I you are no saying. I have
1: no clue what the hell you're talking about. Yeah
2: you're, and, and I had to hand it to one of the other coon asses. I'm like could you please. <laughs> yeah. like, I for this. Yeah. I need a decoder ring. Yeah. <laughs> or like can you text me or email me please. I have no fucking clue what <laughs> Write you're it saying down. right now. God.
1: Yeah. But yeah when I moved to the south when I moved to Tennessee especially. Um, trying to have conversations with people. I was like, the fuck are you even talking about? So we're going to do intermittent pieces. Oh, sorry. Uh, Nikki is prepping for a CT scan. Ugh. And so she's drinking the worst thing possible right now. And it tastes like citrus asshole.
2: It's horrible. And I keep trying to like talk myself out of it that it's going to taste better. So every time I take a drink, I'm like, Ugh.
1: No. <laughs> the last one i did so i had to drink all the dye when the nurse couldn't get the needle yeah the catheter and i was like bitch you have like two more pokes and then after that i'm gonna punch you in the fucking eye yeah and i don't want to be an asshole but you're gonna have to get the fuck off my arm yeah so i hope they get yours quicker
2: oh i have a vein that looks like i look like i'm a druggie because i have one good vein that's all you've got
1: yeah right. So let's let's do some of these Q
2: and A's. But first, I want to talk about Tyler's little disclaimer oh, last week. So it was just a last minute thing, and I know you can't really understand her, but I thought it was pretty fucking cute. But it's just a temporary. Just it we was to we have time. something else in the hopper. Yes, but it you'll see. You'll see, we'll get You'll it. will see. We'll get it. I just we'll want to say it. thanks for listening to our cute little ass voice, even though you probably should not understand a She's adorable as shit,
1: but I was like, what the fuck did she just I say? I know,
2: and I kept, like, when she said anatomy, I ha- I kept telling her to say, anatomy, anatomy, and she wouldn't say it, so when she did say it, she was laughing, and then you can't tell what she <laughs> says, and I'm like, oh, well,
1: we we'll it. And we should probably do a disclaimer. ASAP, that they can understand.
2: <laughs> yes. When she said a damn roller coaster ride, though, I was like, oh, you're so cute. You I know, and cute. she
1: laughed, because yes. she got to cuss.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, at first she was like, uh-uh, uh uh-uh. uh-uh. I'm not no, I'm saying not, it. I was like, please. And then there was a part where she said, shit, but you can't really hear that she said shit. I tried. I, I know. tried very really hard.
1: I know, because I'm their godmother. Yes.
2: So and you knew what she said. Yeah, I yeah. knew
1: what she said, but I, it was hard to understand, because Spencer was like,
2: yeah. What the hell did she say? And I like, couldn't tell it. Yeah. Sorry. It was last minute. I needed to throw it on there, but it was, yeah. Whatever. I'm sorry if you don't like it. I'm not sorry. I don't apologize for shit. We don't apologize for fuck all. And If Kelly... you don't like it, don't fucking listen. And Kelly liked it.
1: <laughs> she said so. Yes, she did. But thanks so... for dealing with this. We're doing it. Let's get into some of these questions. Let's. Let's. So Amy Scott, what was the first serial killer you were interested in?
2: Well, of course, mine was Ed Geinie Weenie. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Because he was my first one I really researched and looked into and, you know. Well, because True
1: Crime wasn't really your bag no. until you came on.
2: And I didn't know it was until I came on. And then from in the last one, it's been 12, 13 weeks, I have learned so much. And I realized how much I actually really love it. And now it's like, I need to know everything it's about It's kind of an everybody. I, yeah. yeah.
1: I totally oh, yeah. got that. Mine... Oh gosh, there's so many good ones. Um, this it's gonna sound so fucking cliche, but man, the zodiac. Oh, no, damn it. <laughs> nope, the zodiac. Only because there's so much left there, and they never caught anybody. There yes. was nobody ever persecuted. There was nobody ever convicted. And it's one of those things where I'm like, who's fucking grandpa without doing this shit? Like, motherfucker. Yeah.
2: Yes, so I, I have
1: I have a lot of questions um, that have gone unanswered. Do your feet stink? Yeah, I just took off my slippers because I threw them on real
2: quick oh, when we ran to the stink. hospital. I am
1: not 100% <laughs> sure, but I think these are the shoes that my cat pissed in. Oh, God. And I washed them, but you know that, like, that smell is one what? of those smells that, like, never goes away. I just threw my hair.
2: slippers on when we went to the hospital because we had to That's run to the that hospital. That's not that bad. I just
1: smelled her slipper.
2: And my feet were sweating, so I was like, I should take them off and then I could smell
1: them. (laughs) No, it's not that bad. I should take my boot off and give you that. Oh, no. Remember
2: when Spencer (laughs) threw it at you because it smelled so bad? (laughs) But then he took his off and they were just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. It's because I had too many
1: fucking cats. That was But I think I still have room for
2: like two more. Because yours I smelled later, but his was, (laughs) it was like instant. I'm like, God damn, you have a secret weapon in there. (laughs) <laughs> Pick me off. I'll take my squeaky rubber
1: Mr. <laughs> shoes off, bitch. <laughs> oh my God. He's going to listen to this and be like, fuck you guys. We love you, Spencer. Um, I feel like you, I say that a lot. Know. Love you, Spence. I'm to um, save shit. But no, I think mine would have been Zodiac. Just because I have so many fucking unanswered questions yeah. and it drives me nuts. Yeah. But I like it in the same way. Um, so Amy Scott again, what is your favorite Favorite place to travel to, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be?
2: I don't know where my favorite place to travel to is, because I don't travel that much, but I want to go to Germany, so fucking bad. I have ever since I was in high school and I, in junior high, and I took German and learned all about I don't know, the
1: food's a little sketchy.
2: It's very fucking sketchy, but I'm picky as fuck no matter where I go, so food, whatever.
1: But they do have McDonald's over there, so that Perfect. works. Perfect. Um, If I could go anywhere, I'd go to the glowing beaches of Maldives. And my favorite place to travel is anywhere my husband is. Because, like, I know that sounds fucking corny as shit, but we have the best time no matter where we fucking go. And realistically, you could send me to some shithole third world country where we have to, like, carry our own water. As long as he's with me,
2: I'd be happy. I always think that I want to go somewhere, like, tropical, which I do.
1: I will... I love those Oh, we're those taking places. a fucking trip to Hawaii in June. Oh, you lucky motherfucker. Well, my mother-in-law's paying for it also. Oh, all, so. perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's not fucking... It's not on my dime.
2: But I'm as...
1: I'm, I'm just sure, booking the motherfucker. Yeah. I'm
2: sure everybody knows my irrational shark
1: fear by now. And so I get two toes into the water. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to get eaten. I have bucket, a weird fucking, fucking about. thing about jellyfish because I got yeah. stung once. And... uh I now like my fear about the ocean is not sharks, it's fucking jellyfish. But do you know there are sharks? In, if you're into your ankles, there
2: are sharks. They will jump well, there out. There are shark NATO motherfuckers
1: that will there are, get well, you. Well, there are fucking manowars and jellyfishes too, and those. motherfucker. Well, I don't have to worry about like the motherfucker.
2: I don't get in the water, so I have to worry about that shit. All right.
1: I'm gonna stop getting in the water. <laughs> oh, I saw the most
2: <laughs> horrible video on Facebook. My cousin tagged me in it. Oh God. I was with you when I saw it, and oh, yeah. I still can't fucking function. Dude, have function. you seen the
1: video of the little girl that's, like, they're on a cruise ship, right? And they jump into the water, and they're swimming. And a fucking shark shows up and chews her fucking leg off, dude, in front of, like, a bunch of fucking tourists. I was like, okay, I get her fucking fear now. Yeah. And people wonder, they're like, you know that people
2: die more from coconuts, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'd rather die from a coconut falling on my fucking
1: head. <laughs> Than a shark. Uh, more people die from Ugh. cow attacks than shark attacks.
2: <laughs> I can I get that. I've been nearly killed by one before. Uh,
1: so have I. Ooh. Dude, one that I've never I never climbed hand raised. I never climbed a fence so fucking fast in my life. I had so I had a bull named Handsome Jack. He was a red Angus bull. And I bottle fed and raised this cow. Bull. Not a cow. Bull. And he was sweet as the day was long. He was halter trained, everything. But he was so fucking big that when you started scratching his head, he would, like, get really into it. And one day he pinned me up against a cast iron corral and started rubbing his head and broke two of my ribs. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it,
2: it can fucking happen. Yes, it can. Okay. From Cassandra Little Whiskin. She says, did true crime ever put you in a bad mood, dark place, and you have to take a break?
1: All the fucking time.
2: Okay, I'm a bad person. (laughs) I take a break from one true crime to go to the other. Like, the other day I was having a shitty day, and I got in the bath, and I wasn't taking a break from true crime, but I took a bath and listened to... Last podcast on the left, Pee Wee Gaskin. No. I, oh, no. shit. I think that it was, was a Pee-wee. good fucking episode. I think that's the one I was listening to in the bath. But yeah, if I need to relax, I will go last podcast. Posh, posh Motherfucker. Pause. Fuck mouth, make words. No, I will go last podcast <laughs> on the left in the bathtub. Like I had one time during Ronald Dean Simmons, but I, I was so fucking mad.
1: I have moments where I just have to like stop and I'll go in the living room and I put on cartoons and shit. I and, have to keep um, digging. There's only been two cases ever that I actually left my computer and went and crawled in Spencer's lap and was like, "Baby, Brianna." That was one of them, and the other one was Shanda Share. Oh, it was yeah, like, for... "Fucking feed me corn dogs and tell me I'm pretty and yeah, make me think that people aren't fucking awful assholes." Um, But yeah, there's a lot of times that we have to, and I know that even with Ember, you know, when it was oh, just yeah. me and her, she'd be like, "Fuck, dude, I have to walk away from this case," and I was like, "I fucking get it, man. Like, I totally get it."
2: Well, yeah, when she was reading Ronald Jean Simmons, I think Toy Box,
1: yeah, but I think Toy Box too. fucked her over a little bit, and I I felt really bad because she just listening to she those dug episodes, way, fucking fucking me. way into that, and and I was like, she texted me a couple times and was like. I got to walk away from this for a minute and I was like I totally understand yeah. cuz when I was doing baby brianna it took me months to do that because every time I would read something else it would dawn on me what they had done to this tiny yeah. little infant and I was like shit dude I got to go watch little stitch I'm for out. a minute yeah fuck yeah. it like a blackjack dealer <laughs> fucking
2: out you know what? <laughs> I found I found uh the best way to what what lad, lad oh fuck, I cannot say their name. Last podcast on the left says the palette cleanse. When they get too deep into their mm-hmm. shit, they're like, palette cleanse,
1: go watch Bane Cat on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like, I get that. Yeah. I, I, I didn't come up Eye with bleach that. was yeah. like a big thing for me when I was looking at photos on some of my cases. That's what gets me the most is the photos. I'll do okay reading and
2: whatnot, but the photos is where I'm as like, as soon as nope. I see
1: photos, I'm like, damn. But when I read certain stuff, I'm like, that's what they did to you? Jesus Christ. Yeah,
2: that reading makes me mad. Seeing the pictures, the last ones, the Ronald Jean Simmons ones I saw pissed me off so bad. I didn't even post them, but...
1: Uh, I posted a few, but it was... I don't know. It's kind of like the baby Brianna. Like yeah. We didn't post photos of that because we didn't... And that was a really hard episode for people to listen to. And it made me feel bad because I wanted her to have a voice and I wanted the story to be told. But in the same respect, people were like, Shit, dude, I couldn't even listen to that.
2: No, I had yeah, I I got sick on that one. Bad sick. So Heather Rottweiler says, What was your Okay, let me fuck up your question too.
0: <laughs> what was the favorite,
2: <laughs> What was the favorite episode you've done so far and why? Um, mine would be episode number five. It would have been the Jodi Arias yeah. episode. Because um, you like her so much.
1: <laughs> a, the flow between me and Ember was so fucking hilarious. Yeah. And the hatred that we both felt for this woman just brought out the best in both of us. <laughs> you can bond off Comedy-wise. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that episode. And she recently put out a video where she, um, Jodi Arias, was in like a Christmas pageant and saying holy night or silent night or some shit really yeah i'll have to post the video but i watched that and it immediately made my asshole just simmer with rage
2: what a cunt face
1: she's a horrible fucking human but what was yours
2: uh, my husband being? being no no, no, mine was the yard sale of death for the same thing. Just because we got to be—that was like my first episode that I got to like come in and just fuck around and be me and you know hang out, hang out, yeah. yeah. And it was hilarious. Like I went back and listened to it and laughed my ass off.
1: I've giggled over that a couple of times. And when people are like, "Oh, that's my favorite episode," I'm like, "Really? I love Holy that shit. one. All
2: right. I love the yard sale of death because we were all just like it. There wasn't a lot of pressure. We
1: didn't have to keep a lot of it. You know, it was just kind of fucking." bits and pieces bits and pieces bits and pieces <laughs> every i gotta find that fucking that. song so that i can play it
0: yeah every My time do you know what else i feel pieces. like we need
1: to post
2: because we reference it so much what is the
1: diak <laughs> uh yeah we're gonna have to <laughs> get on the fucking you want this diak and Tammy, i'm gonna put it in your vagina in your face there's a is going in your violence <laughs> And yes, uh Chelsea Lynn is actually a trailer trash Tammy and we referenced that a lot. And we fangirled and she, the
0: fuck over her the other day. Fuck dude, she
1: answered my shit and yes. it made me like super excited. Yeah, dude. I I know. Now I'm like, are we does that make us friends? I, I wasn't involved in this I mean in the it conversation, but I was tagged in it she doesn't so. know yet but we are friends like we, we should are. hang out eat peanut brittle and smoke pot <laughs> like
2: <laughs> I can have a fake cigarette hanging out my mouth I'm not gonna oh, smoke I, it I
1: will <laughs> I mean I'll, I'll smoke I need,
2: I need her tips do you drink my Dr. Pepper? <laughs> do you eat all my Cheetos?
1: <laughs> do you show your tits to my brother? <laughs> where's my KFC coupons? <laughs> <laughs> did you tell my boss he you would suck him dry at the company picnic? Okay, but okay. That one. Reason. She is my fucking spirit animal. Yes. I love her. I love Why her. Why did you so teach
2: much. my niece what fistin was?
1: <laughs> so, oh God, and her her fucking comedy though is the best. Yes, it really is. On the Uber drive when she holy like, shit, have you ever sucked a <laughs> titty on a dr- on a job? Have you ever Today's- sucked? Today's your lucky day. <laughs> I
2: died. And then she climbs in the front seat and this bitch is my size. Like, I don't know how the fuck she
1: just did that. She's limber as hell. <laughs> yeah. But she was like, mm, today's your lucky day. And she's a buxom bitch. Yeah, it's me and you times two. Like, I me and like, you put together Damn. times two up there. Oh, but uh. if you guys haven't checked out her videos, please go and do so. And like her page because she's fucking great. Isn't the
2: page named Chelsea Lynn? Chelsea
1: Lynn or uh, Trailer Trash Tammy. Trailer Trash
2: Tammy. And she's fucking hilarious. She's great.
1: Um, Mar Woods, for each of you, answers are not to invoke true crime unless it's an honest answer. What is your favorite book series and why? Can we say this together? Go ahead. Harry Harry Potter. Potter. (laughs) Um,
2: Tell them why. Uh, Both of us, for both of us, it was a hard time in our lives when those books were coming out. And so it was a way to escape and lose ourselves in a whole different world. Yep. To put long story, long, long, long fucking story story, short.
1: uh, I had a drug problem that um, I was getting out of. And Nikki was getting out of a shithole marriage. Or was in and getting out Uh, of a shithole marriage. And uh, I did not go to a rehab. I did not get any kind of professional help, I sweat out my drugs in my brother's basement, and while I was doing that, all I did was read and watch Harry Potter, and so it really meant a lot to me. And the way for Nikki to cope with being in a very emotionally and mentally abusive relationship yeah, was to read and listen and watch.
2: Well, and when I was on my way out, when I was trying to get the strength to leave, like, I would... I had I was on number five at the time, mm-hmm. and I had it with me. And I would read it, and he would take it and hide it from me, and tell me that I couldn't read. I had other things that I had to do. As my house was like spotless, you could not find anything. No, she
1: house. got on her fucking hands and knees and scrubbed floors multiple like, times a week. You should see my fucking floors. They, well, mine they look now like are a fucking they but. look like a mess hall in a middle school cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> but it was um, Harry Potter was kind of a way to. Feel Different about the way we felt about ourselves and the way we felt about our lives, well,
2: and just to get lost in something different. Different, and we actually have BFF Harry Potter tattoo. Yeah,
1: and if you look at the back window of my truck, I'll uh post a window.
2: Post you should, uh, uh, post a window, uh, no, I'll post a window picture <laughs> we of should my truck. Post a picture of our tat, I have well, a picture of us getting ours,
1: I do too. Because we did it at Comic-Con.
2: Yeah, I have a picture of you getting yours, and you were yelling at me, don't fucking take pictures, this hurts. <laughs> it does fucking hurt. I don't... I was like, please I love my my, I, I love my tattoos, but they fucking hurt. Well, and you're the opposite. I want to talk all the way through mine so that I don't know what's get, going on. No, I get fucking and quiet. And she's like, she ignored the fuck out of me. I was like, are, I thought we were getting BFF tattoos, and you won't talk to me? Like, is this over? It's Are we breaking up?
1: I don't know what's going on right no, now. No, I had to get really fucking quiet and, like, meditate, because... I'm like, bitch, I look at me. <laughs> don't do pain well. But yeah, it, it would definitely be Harry Potter. Uh, favorite movie or movie series? It's ugh, shit. God, uh, Going back to the book thing, though, I still like Odd Thomas. And I like Fear Nothing and Seize the Night by Dean Koontz. And those are a couple I've really gotten into. And I wish they would continue Odd Thomas because they've only done one movie. And I want them to do more. Um, but it would go back to Harry Potter.
2: Yeah. Um, movies. There's so many fucking movies. Right now I'm like ball deep or in Deadpool
1: all the time. I, Deadpool's no, my too. It's got to
2: be a series. No, she said movie or series. Oh. Uh, movie
1: or movie series. Lonesome Dove. I'll watch the... Fuck out of lonesome dove every time I fucking see it. I watch matter. it like
2: once a year, then quote the fuck out of it for the rest of the year.
1: I Won't tolerate rude manners.
2: <laughs> Anybody that's not willing to pay for, for a poke? poke, don't want no, it cheat bad for enough. A poke. Oh yeah, cheat for a poke. Fuck
1: any man not willing to cheat for a poke. Don't want it bad enough. And then yeah, when you quote that and people don't know what you're quoting, you're like, you're like God oh, damn shit. it! You uncultured Tombstone. Swine. Oh, tombstone. tombstones, one of my fucking favorites. Tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. Fuck, dude. I like the westerns, though.
2: I do and don't. I, it yeah,
1: depends. There's a, there's
2: a long story that goes with that that goes back to the first. But um, I love Varsity Blues. That you is- can do it, Johnny.
0: <laughs> I don't want fire
2: the God. fucking pigskin. <laughs> Me and my friend Valerie, when it came out, we would always go around because the, um, the commercial for it, the trailer for it. Mount me? Was uh, was always, I don't want your life.
1: <laughs> so we would say that to everybody. I still, to this fucking day. It's nice. I want to congratulate you on your win. Well, I want to congratulate you on your mount me hat. Mount me? Mount me. Not yet, but after a couple of beers. And... um. Beaches. You mean you never seen her in her whipped cream Frame bikini?
2: Bitches are all just panty droppers. <laughs> Give them a in,
1: a beer,
0: and the, the panties, panties drop.
1: drop. Very Shit. nice. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, my God. Charlie Tweeter.
0: <laughs> what
1: the fuck is this? Look at my dick. Does this look contagious? <laughs> okay that uh, movie i love I can, that movie. i can quote that whole fucking thing
2: oh i love okay. it every time i watch it it makes me so fucking happy all right so happy sorry we're gonna I have to know
1: go we're gonna have to watch that together because i just got yes. like retard will you go to the prom with me miss <laughs> davis a fucking tan <laughs> i always quote that movie holy too. shit it's miss davis
2: <laughs> me and my friend rick you I know you saw us every weekend renting that movie
1: at Blockbuster. Yeah, I worked We there.
2: spent more money renting that movie than you we should have just, just bought it.
1: it. Shit, you could have fucking stole it and I'd let you. Probably. Shit, I'd take the fucking well, lock off for you. So
2: then we, <laughs> I ended up buying it in at Blockbuster in like the used little thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Previously owned. And I got it for way cheap. And I was like, you know how many times I've rented this? I could have bought that brand new I version of it about 85 it. times. Oh, yeah. I still own it. Oh, I do too. And I have it on Amazon just just to make sure that I can watch it all the time.
1: Love it that fucking movie. It was a fun movie. fucking movie. Uh-huh. It was a good one. And Paul Walker. Can we just take a moment oh. to talk about Paul Walker? No, because not only was he beautiful and a fantastic actor, he was a fantastic person. And if people yeah. don't know this about him, he was actually in the mall at a jewelry store when a veteran was there looking at engagement rings for his fiance. And the ring that she picked was way out of their price range. And he was like, the the veteran was like, baby, I can't, I can't afford this. And I get upset about this because he's done a lot of amazing things and it's too bad that a, a person like him was wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah. Too early. Um, He paid, he went to the jeweler and was like, let her get whatever fucking ring she wants. And just bill it to me. Oh. So she ended up with this amazing engagement ring. And he thanked the veteran for for his service. Without going to his face and saying it, it was the jeweler that was like, he just covered the cost. He's been to third world countries. Um, He dug wells for water. He's helped sick children. Like, he really was not just the person that used his face and name to get into fancy restaurants. Yeah,
2: Exactly. So, so lay off of that. Have you seen Into the Blue? Yeah, of course. I love that movie with him. Because it's just so chill. Like, it's because I wanted like... to fuck Jessica Alba a lot. You did? I and... didn't even notice she was there. And Tweeter was in it. Fucking love Tweeter. I know! God damn it. And he these. was a
1: fucker in that movie, and it made me sad. I
2: was, too. The first time I saw it, I was like, why are you
1: such a bitch? You're my favorite. Oh, and his girlfriend got fucking chewed up.
2: I was so excited. Uh, I just got the... the... <laughs>
1: Sharks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who do you look up to or are inspired by most and why? Um, Radio I, silence. <laughs> I know. I know, because I really want to put some thought into this answer. I am inspired... By a lot of different people. But who I look up to most is my mother. And because she's a fucking warrior. She has raised three kids all by herself. Working three jobs. She never let us go without. She always made sure we had everything we needed. And she busted her fucking back to give it to us. And my mom is now in a nursing home. Uh thanks. <laughs> because she has MS that is so advanced. She has to have round the clock care. And uh unfortunately that's the best place for her to be. She's so happy in there. Did I tell you that
2: I saw Oh her my the other god, day? she's
1: so fucking like she's like, I fucking won bingo three days in a row. Yeah. Like she's so cool about it. And Cass when Cassie yeah. was working there took such good care of my mom.
2: I saw her when I went... I was in the hospital for something because that's where I am all the time. But she was getting treatment. I don't know what's in the hospital uh, right there.
1: The Tysabri for her MS. Yeah. She it's an infusion once a month. And months. so yeah. she
2: was sitting right there and I saw her and I was like, oh, and I waved, smiled and waved. She doesn't fucking know who I
1: am. Go and, tell her. Well, you I was to... in a hurry. She, yeah, she has the mind of like a three yeah. to four year old. So you have she to remind was, her.
2: Yeah, she was just excited for me to wave,
1: smile. And oh, wave. she just pumped. smiles and Dude, waves. Dude, my mom is like, oh. such a friendly person. She's like, oh, shit what up homie yeah yeah no my mom uh she literally worked three to four jobs at a time to like take care of our family because that's what she had to do and uh she's just a badass motor scooter dude yeah and i i feel bad some days because she's been reduced to like her mental capacity has been reduced to like you can put on Doc McStuffins and give her a fucking flashlight
2: at your wedding when oh the music came on and she was just like sitting <laughs> there with her hands dancing around and like happy and she's like clapping and shit and I was like oh oh yeah just happy as could be probably didn't have a clue where she was or what was going on no nope. no nope. just happy not at all
1: but she was having a good ass yes, time yes she
2: was she was having a fucking blast there
1: but yeah no my mom my mom got fucking hitched up a little too early, but she used to throw down and do, like, barbecues and smoke meat and make margaritas and like, she just took care of everybody all the time. Like, my mom's a fucking gangster.
0: I feel
2: like an asshole on this, but I have... I can't think of anything. Nobody? No, no, I've had a shitty weekend. <laughs> come, we'll come, come back to it on a later day. A little bit of a Christmas, so I don't look up to fucking anybody you right
1: now. Come back to it. We'll come back to it a later <laughs> day, like... Dude, it'll be one of those things where you're like, yeah, maybe later. If, if
2: when you're listening to this episode and it splits and sounds weird and it's just me talking, <laughs> you'll know that I thought of somebody and I was like, I'm going to go put that in there. But right now, fucking, I don't know. Maybe my little boy, my little Calvin. He's oh, the coolest he's a good person
1: in the world. He really is. And he's a fucking ox of a human being. God damn. I yes. wrestle him. Like, I fight him. I wrestle him and he can kick my ass and I lift weights.
2: Yeah, yeah. he. But he's he has, like, ADD, and he has a lot of anxiety now from all of his concussions.
1: Oh, my Gave God. Gave him that, lots of anxiety. No, but that kid has fucking bonked his head more times than a pro NFL
2: player. Yeah, he's had three concussions in a year, and it's not because I'm a bad parent. It's because the child doesn't pay attention to shit. Because the little motherfucker won't wear a helmet. no. Yeah, well, the one was at a swimming pool. The next oh, that one, was at Comic-Con. Yeah, and while we were getting our BFF tattoos. I remember that. And the next one was because we didn't know he had a concussion because he kind of just shook it off. And Yeah, but he was playing football and got smashed football, again. And yep. then the bike wreck. And then the bike wreck just, it was over the week of my birthday because he was home on my birthday. Yeah, but he's a tough little bastard. He doesn't give up for anything. He's got a little bully and he doesn't give in to him. And he's just a little, he's a badass.
1: Most people would have given up by then. No, he's a cool fucking kid. And he just
2: keeps plugging along and he's happy as can be. My little badass. Okay, the next question's from Heather Wattweiler. And I don't know if I have the correct answer for this, but it's, why won't my kid ever fucking eat? I say because it's a toddler.
0: a bastard.
2: It's
1: got to be. Someone under 10. Yeah. Like, and maybe... Maybe. 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 Maybe somebody under 6. Where, like, the only thing you eat is french fries, bread, and chicken fucking nuggets? Well, yeah, and I think hers is little, like, oh, I can't teeny remember. Teeny. Yeah.
2: It's because they're all assholes at that age. I have three, and they all did the same thing at well, that age. Like, fuck they will. still, eat. look at
1: Spencer. Yeah. I don't want it unless it's got catch and wrench. Catch and wrench. Catch up and wrench. Can you start just calling <laughs> catch up wrench. and wrench. Catch up and wrench.
2: Catching. It's wrench.
1: It's ranch. It's ranch. Uh, so, yeah. Unfortunately.
2: My kids go through the don't eat shit, and then they eat fucking everything. And so do mine, but mine shit. are fucking
1: teenagers. So they go through these weird growth spurts, Heather. So just get fucking used to it to where they eat yeah, everything doesn't that doesn't fucking eat them first. And then all they do is sleep shit and sleep some more. And then they grow like six fucking inches because the pants I bought for my son in... September during Labor Day yeah. no longer fucking fit him granted his dad's a goddamn yeti but just know that it never gets any better they might get a little bit more adventurous starve him out feed him dog food i don't know
2: well in a year when we do this again she'll be like why won't my kids stop fucking eating <laughs>
1: Why do I have to buy six gallons of fucking
2: milk yeah, to get through there the week? has one kid. <laughs> he has one child. How much fucking milk can he drink?
1: That's, How much bread do I have to fucking make?
2: My daughter will be five. My youngest daughter will be five in a couple weeks. And that child can go through milk like you would not believe. Logan Jesus will do Christ, child.
1: a gallon and a half of milk a week by himself. But
2: he's a big dude. She'll do that. And she's fucking five. She's fucking growing, dude. God, she's a tank. <laughs> she's not fat, but she's a solid little tank. And, oh, I know. She's oh. fucking heavy.
1: Like, you go to pick her up and you break your back. Yeah, yeah. I'll pick
2: up Tyler and she's like this sweet little... And she's almost seven. And This I can little fairy her yeah.
1: child that's all delicate and shit. And then you go to pick up Addison and, and you like, shit yourself. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I might die. Yeah. Um, Heather Rottweiler. What is a non-famous case you won't do? There's no case I won't do. Yeah. Um... There's a case I've been working on that is a local piece, and I'm trying to make it as. (laughs) Shut (laughs) the fuck up. Um, I'm trying to make it as well done as I can, and I want to be very respectful because one of my listeners, a few of my listeners, were actually friends with the victim, and so I want to be very careful about how I present it. Um, But there is no case I'll never do. Yeah. Baby Brianna should have fucking proved that to you guys. Yeah.
2: Well, everything, I think every story needs to be
1: told, no matter what. I agree. Um, And that is a case that I'm trying to reach out to the mother of the victim. Yeah. And she hasn't responded yet, and it's been many moons, so I might just do the case without. Um, Heather Rottweiler also asked, what person case do you want to do but won't and why? There isn't one. Yeah. There isn't one. Um, I will do any case that somebody asks me to do, I will cover anything. It might take me a minute, and you might not get it in as, like, expeditious fucking manner. Because it might take me a little bit to to do it, but I'm going to fucking do it.
2: Well, the only thing that worries me on anything is our opinions. Because... Our opinions are our opinions. It doesn't mean that it's the right thing. Everybody has their own opinions. Oh, right. And I don't like it when people are like, well, I didn't like your stance on this. I'm like, I wasn't trying to upset you. It's okay that we have a different opinion, well, but I wasn't
1: and, trying to upset anybody ever. Oh, right. And, the, and, and I'll get that a lot where they're like, oh, you were putting out a diagnosis. And I'm like, no, I really no, wasn't. No, no. I'm talking from personal yeah. experience with therapists and people or just how i feel or whatever and, or how i feel about it and and that, and that doesn't change. make me a fucking professional no
2: and that can change with knowledge like my
1: my um opinion
2: that i have could change if i had more knowledge and i'm not afraid to say that but i don't want anybody to think i'm trying to piss them off or say it is how it is that's the only thing that worries me about
1: like giving faces. your opinion on shit, yeah
2: Okay, so Megan Bud says, "Have you ever worried that someone obsessive in a bad way will listen and make it personal?" Yeah, um, yes, all the I fucking do. time,
1: and it has happened.
2: That's why I like doing the old cases where everyone's
1: dead. <laughs> but there's uh, a- uh, <laughs> um, do things get personal all the fucking time? Yeah, every uh, yeah. and and that's just something you're gonna have to deal with if you do a true crime podcast. I think. Yeah. I've had people make my opinion personal. I've had people make the podcast fucking personal. I've had people reach out to me and be like, they want to tongue punch my fart box. <laughs> which is kind of a compliment in a weird fucking way, but in a lot of respects, it's just... yeah. I dude, don't you're think anybody
2: hear... wants to now that you've just put it that way. Nobody wants to tongue punch your fart box. Maybe no. they do. Oh, well, they maybe you just turned some people on. I don't know. I should I, not fuck, speak You don't know. I I not
1: know. You don't know. You don't know. They might be like extra turned on right now where they're like, yes. She just please. called it a fart box. Oh god. <laughs> it's Brazilian <laughs> fart porn. <laughs> oh! <laughs>
2: <laughs> came out of nowhere. Oh my
1: god. See fart box again. <laughs> um Jesus Christ. Heather Goss, what made you decide to do a podcast? Uh, initially, it was a way for us to stay home with our kids, and that was me and Ember. Moving forward, um, Ember has created a, a new podcast that works better for her, and I'm really excited about that. This podcast is for me and Nikki because we both have autoimmune disease. It's an
2: escape. What? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's fine. For me, it's it's something to do that we don't have to use our body. I can sit my ass and yeah, like
1: we can we can pull away and do research and type up cases and record and stuff, and we're not stocking shelves or sitting at a desk or trying
2: to clean my
1: house. Yeah, there's there's a lot of different things. Um, And on a more personal note, are your families religious? Yes, my mother's side of the family. This is Angel speaking. Um, yes, my mother's side of the family is very religious. My whole family got sealed in the temple. I have many cousins that have gone on missions. Um, my grandmother does temple work and no, they don't ever listen to my content.
2: And, and I've you're going to have them... to Google all the things she just said. If you're not from Utah, good yeah. luck.
1: And I've, a- I've actually asked them not to listen to my podcast Because it will just further make them fucking hate me more than they already do. Um,
2: Are are you finished with your answer?
1: She says, my mom would sure like to lay some evangelical guilt at my doorstep if I said the shit in my head I said out loud, especially in a public show. Uh, My grandma blocked me and unfriended me on Facebook. Eh.
2: My grandmas are dead, so they can't do that.
1: Well, my yeah. grandma, who I very much love and think she's the sweetest person on the face of the fucking planet, um, wants nothing to do like with me. Sucks. No, she wants nothing to do with me on social media. And she's the sweetest thing ever. And uh, a lot of my family would like nothing to do with me. And they do because I'm fucking funny. And so. I make their fucking barbecues better. Right. <laughs> You bitch! You you can't get away from me. I mean, if there's food, I'm fucking coming.
2: My family is religious. My mom isn't so much. My mom and stepdad aren't. My stepdad's the reason that I am the way that I am. And my mom gets all mad at him for it because me and my big brother and my little brother are all just fucking disgusting. Get the three of us together, and she (laughs) blushes. She
1: will just bow out. She's like, "No, I am all of your fucking holiday parties for no one." Yeah, me and my brothers are in the corner like little kids. I still fucking giggle over the jokes. That your dad, your stepdad make, oh, made yeah. when he was giving my husband a vasectomy.
2: Oh, yeah. And that's how he is all the time. That's why I am the way that I am. But my my dad and stepmom are very religious. And all of them are. And I've told every one of them not to listen. My big brother, I think, listens. And my little brother, Kagan, is a huge
1: fan. So Yeah, but Kagan's cool Shout out fuck. to Kagan. You're the cool one. Yeah, but Kagan's cool as fuck.
2: I think my sister Kinsey listens a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but I want to
1: have a sleepover with Kagan. And Dude. like braid his fucking hair i don't know he doesn't
2: have enough hair but you would laugh your fucking ass off he's hilarious
1: so but then then say his last name because it says semen
2: Seamantelli. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Vin. Sementally? i had to after Sementally? that after i that can't whole last fucking name, remember because i know you're an asshole but he spelled it out and he was like yes semen is he's in my last semen name is so in the last i do i don't care how what you is finish the most- it
1: Fucked up thing you learned in your research. Did you omit anything or think about it? We never omit details, first and foremost. No. Um, That is part of true crime. And that is something that we pride ourselves on is that we give the grossest shit you won't find anywhere else.
2: The only thing I've ever taken out is just shit that like from their backstory that didn't matter because there was so much more. In uh, Jean if Sim it's and- like
1: yeah, if it's like their fucking military history or something like yeah. that, like that's not really a gross detail. It's just something or like on Baby Brianna, like I'm not gonna give the fucking details about when somebody died that doesn't pertain to her. You yeah. know what I mean? Or pertain to the crime. Um, most fuck thing, most, most fuck-, fuck thing, most fuck thing. That's my new word. Most fuck thing.
2: See, it like most fuck thing. Yeah.
1: It's a Dutch soup.
2: Most fuck thing. you um, like most, no, I just tried to turn it into, <laughs> no, like an Asian yeah. fucking ramen. I, I, most I fuck thing. I just went Asian, you went oh, Dutch, shit. whatever. Right. <clears throat> it's Asian Dutch soup. <laughs> That's
1: a oh, thing. All right. It's most fuck fust- Fuck. <laughs> It's most fucked thing, yeah. It's most fucked thing. Yeah. Uh the most fucked up thing I have ever learned in a case actually came from Dean Corll. And oh, that's when he was putting the glass pistols mm-hmm. into penises and breaking them. Yeah. And the fact that he chewed somebody's genitals off, I, I would say Dean Corll with the way so
2: nasty. that
1: he raped and yeah. tortured people. That was horrible. It was bad. It was really bad.
2: Okay, next one from, would you say that? Kaylee Kaylee Wilson. Have you guys started researching a case and just ended up saying nah because it was too
1: fucked up? Nope. Nope. We will always, like, especially if it's something that people have requested, we will always do it.
2: I don't know if Ember ever has. I saw an answer on hers. That I thought she said that, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to ask her and get back we'll to We'll have to
1: ask. I don't think so, dude. She's pretty gangster. Yeah. I know like, there was She fucking gets she into some now. shit, dude, and she's like, fuck it, let's do this. Down the rabbit hole uh, oh, she goes. Tanya Todd, where did my husband leave his keys? They're behind the couch with Jesus, and you should find them both. Keys first. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe Jesus, Jesus can probably has them in his room. Jesus can take the wheel. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Uh, D. Edwards, if you guys could interview any serial killer, dead or alive, who would you go for and why? And what's the main question you would ask? Steph Moses was right about Nikki. I don't know what that Steph
2: means. because on her comment, she write she wrote Nikki would go with the gangster. He, he it's you, right. He fucking would I would just. Because what would you ask him? The though? reason that he intrigues me so much is because he's so fucking like shady I don't know if it's really I don't know if it's just that he's dumb and like kind of slow or if he's really smart and playing dumb I don't know what I would ask him I have I have a whole book I just want to sit with him all day long and talk to him and be like bitch cut your shit all right. and let's just be people and you talk to me I like there's just so much shit I
1: would want to talk especially to him about. the way he gave his fucking confession yeah, and he gave himself up in everything and... And then turned around and was like, can I just get some apple pie with some cheese? I have a headache. Because my son
2: does that. My fucking 10-year-old son, when he doesn't want to do something, then all of a sudden he's got a headache. Are you telling me that
1: Calvin's going to be a fucking lady skinwear?
2: I don't know. If he does Do we even. need to
1: start putting it in a kennel? Maybe. I don't okay. know. all
2: right. Well, I'm just saying about the headache thing. That's him trying to get out of shit. So I don't know if he had the mentality of a small kid. I don't know if he knew what he... There's so much, so many
1: things I would ask this motherfucker. If I'm gonna fucking ask a question of any serial killer, dead or alive, who would you go for and why? And what is the main question you would ask? God, that's a good one. I would go for Dean Coral and I would ask him why? Why the torture? Like, what happened to you that hurting other people was pleasurable?
2: Yeah. That's a good question. Because his torture was a whole... It was a,
1: a fucking level of hurt that most people will never experience and or understand. And where do you get the
2: ideas to do it like that? I don't
1: know. And I, I, I look at that and I'm like, something happened to you, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't just come out the gate stuffing things in anuses and urethras. Because he's a dude. He knows how that feels why it's it's got to be something so i would like to know why like what what did he experience that was so horrible that he or why why did you receive pleasure from that like what excited you about that yeah yeah. that's kind of a fucked up thing to ask it it
2: is but that's shit we want to know why
1: um heather rottweiler if you could visit a crime scene, a case, as a specter, and see it as it originally was, would you go there and why? Yes, I would, and it would be Jody Harris. I would go and check out that fucking neck wound. Oh. I want so... I gotta fucking know, man. I gotta know. Did she really cut that much out of his neck? Or did the flesh necrotize and it opened up because he wasn't fucking found for... Her? A minute. Yeah. But that would be mine. My answer is no. I can't.
2: With the crime scene photos, with the anything, I have such a hard time. No.
1: I I want to see the Jody Arias. Uh let's see. Lindsay May LaForge. What aspects on the justice justice system are most infuriating for you? If you had one power to change it, what would it be? Um mm.
2: I know my answer. Sorry, you can go, go first. No, go. The death penalty. We've talked about it a million times before. If they're fucking guilty, just be done. But then on the other end of that, that pissed me off that Ronald Gene Simmons just got to go out like that. Like, bitch,
1: fuck you. I think one of the things that frustrates me are when there's physical evidence, like in a recent case um, where a nine-year-old do- uh, nine-year-old girl was raped repeatedly... And there was physical evidence, but the trial ended up a mistrial. Oh. That kind of shit upsets me. If I had the power to change one thing, what would it be? Um, I think when you admit and there's a confession, I don't think you should spend 17 years on death row.
2: Or all the time and money of a
1: trial. Uh, or like an the appeal trials, or any of that too, shit.
2: Because like DPR's trial where it was a mistrial. Fuck you.
1: I think it should just like express lane to the fucking gas chamber or whatever but that's just me and I'm an asshole so but that most recent case where uh, there was literal semen and other physical evidence on this little girl, a nine year old girl who had been raped by four adult men over Easter um, and their case ended up in a mistrial. I don't I don't see how if their semen all four men's DNA was in her body, a 9-year-old little girl. How the fuck did that end up a mistrial? Yeah. And yeah, like I said on our comment, I hate that fucking shit. Dude. No. I, like I get fu- I look at my own daughter who is 7 fucking teen and then I look at a 9-year-old and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You thought it was okay to to Push any female into unwanted physical contact, let alone a fucking baby. Go fuck yourself. Die. Die hard. Die with barbed wire around your fucking neck. Die with fire in your fucking face. Yeah, I agree.
2: But like I said on our comments, this could be a whole episode. Oh, because I could go way deeper into it. It was a good question though. It was
1: from Megan Bud. Have you got any weird fan mail? No. I have. Uh, Define weird though. Like stalkers or. Because I've had people be like, you're creepy and you're pretty and I like it. And I'm like, yeah, my husband's six foot ten. He'll fucking buttfuck your corpse. So. So there's that. I mean,
2: (laughs) yeah, I got fan mail out of nowhere that I don't know where it came from. And it. But like in our Color
1: Me Dead stuff, no. No. Individually, uh, yeah, sure. But then they stalk me, and they see that my husband's a goddamn sasquatch, and they're you like, guys get "Just dick kidding." Picks, I have gotten some good dick
2: pics. <laughs>
1: I'm not saying I
2: want them. <laughs> no, no no, yeah, no, 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 please no, don't. No. They are not welcome. They, they no. are not. Please do no. not do that. Okay, we have one from a girl named Ember Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amber! Oh, Amber! What is one big name serial killer that you don't know a lot about, but you would like to cover in the future? Can I go first? Yes. Jeffrey Dahmer.
1: I'm going
2: to say Ramirez. I know nothing. I don't know hardly anything about Dahmer and
1: I want, I I I want to, but I don't. (laughs) I know the basics about Dahmer. I don't know as much as she does. I don't know enough about Ramirez and I should fucking know more.
2: I just got a whole list in my head while I was staring at you listening to you say that, but we'll just stick with Dahmer.
1: I, there's, part of the fun of being a true crime podcast is that you don't always know about somebody, but... Then oh, you get to go learning. and research and my, learn. Yeah,
2: that's been my favorite fucking part. Is every yeah. week I learn something new. Every Do you week think I'm I reading everything book.
1: about fucking Catherine Knight or Mary Bell or no.
2: And I like learning. It, me too. And it's not, not that I like learning new ways to slash people up. But I my, mine mine <laughs> is the <laughs> mine is the upbringing. I like the backstory. I want to know why. Why did we get to where we are? That's my fucking favorite part
1: about learning. Everything. So there's, I think there's lots, Ember. I think there's lots that you know that we don't. And if I could sit and pull your brain apart.
2: What's funny is on this page, on this link, like she was answering everybody else's questions a little bit. Like chiming in, you know, on everybody else's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden she starts
1: asking questions. Like, it's like it clicked. Oh, wait, I can ask questions too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it's. It's one of those things where, like, some of the big ones I, I know and I love, and that's okay. Like, it's okay for me to not know about stuff and go back
2: oh, yeah. and that's my learn favorite about heart. stuff.
1: Because then when I unearth stuff, like, when I download a book on Audible and I sit and listen, I'm like, holy shit. Well, I um, didn't
2: think I liked reading until I started reading these books. And I'm like, <gasps> and turning the pages so fast, I'm like a little nerd. Like, oh my God, tell <laughs> me, oh my me God. Tell You're me like taking more. fucking yeah. notes oh, and putting yeah. post-its in. Oh yeah, um, so you saw my book. my But she asked us, book.
1: if you could go back in time, where would you go? What would you do and why?
2: I'd go back to Comic-Con last year and I would take Jason Momoa in the bag and I would fuck the shit out of him. Wow. And
1: that's why. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I have no good answer
1: because I, I do, but it's very personal, and I'm not going to share it.
2: All right. Well, um, I
1: did not go personal. That was just fucking. But I would also do the same. I would send my. You can't say I it's would not send true. My... I would send my husband with your husband, and they would have to go outside, and uh, yeah, and then we would wobbly h. Yeah, I
2: don't Jason, care Momoa. what we got to do?
1: But mm-hmm. <laughs> one superpower, Ember Hammond. Any superpower, what would it be? Okay, I've
2: been thinking about this. Okay. My superpower, which is totally fucking lame, but it's very relevant in my life, is to be able to clean the house by snapping my finger. You want to like, be witch. Yes. I like, like to have shit clean, okay. but my body doesn't work anymore because I have three bendovers in me a day. And once <laughs> those are done, I'm done. And I hate that my house is usually kind of messy, and I just want it. That would be my
1: superpower. I would breathe underwater. No, fuck. And that. I would probably get in the fucking <laughs> lake, and I would never leave. Almost got shark, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I would get in the lake, and I'd never fucking leave. Ember Hammond, you snotty little minx. You're Snossy, nasty little bitch. Um, Tom Hardy, Jason Momoa, oh. Jeffrey Me. I love this fucking question. I, I do love too. it so much. Okay, fuck Mary Kill, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy,
2: Jason Momoa, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Go. Fuck. I know. I think that I would <laughs> fuck Tom Hardy, marry Jason Momoa so that I could fuck the shit out of him. God, I don't want to kill Jeffrey
1: Dean Morgan, though. But fuck. Lindsay LaForge had the best fucking answer. But it's Ever. Them all. Yeah, I get to fuck them all before I yeah. kill one off yeah. and send the other one in. She had the greatest answer ever. But if, if, if I had to choose. Um, I'm gonna kill Tom Hardy. I'm gonna fuck Jason Momoa. I'm gonna marry Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I knew you were gonna
2: marry Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'm yeah. sorry, I have to kill your husband. It's alright. I'm gonna fuck him first.
1: <laughs> it's okay. I'm alright. You can ride his fucking face like a saddle pony if you want. We can tag team this shit. Tag uh, team uh, this shit. <laughs> this bitch, you want this to make this back? duck? You want to put it in duck. my vag? <laughs>
2: Yeah right. I talk a big game, but if I ever got in the same room, oh no, I'd be
1: like, oh god, I can't.
2: Well, just like when I saw uh, Jason Momoa, and I was like, I like Metallica.
1: Come the fuck on, bitch. Say something better than that. (laughs) When we got up there, and I was like, I love you, and he was like, the Yeti. I've never met a milk, you're like a real Viking, and he was like talking to my husband, and it was super disappointing because I'm only five feet tall, and my six foot. Ten fucking husband is behind me, and he's like, "It's fucking badass." Like, I like your shirt, blah blah blah. And you're like jumping and, up and, like, and down. See me, see me. Do I have to pull my pants down? Like, what do I got to do? You probably wouldn't but then have seen he, that. Look at his fucking wife. Like, Lisa Bonet is fucking beautiful. Like, oh, I don't how like do you? Her. Oh, I love her. I mimicked her in the nineties. I,
2: I think the world of her. her.
1: What have you the seen? Fuck.
2: Have you seen uh, Ray Ray Donovan? Fuck. I don't think I have. She's a druggie in that. Oh, but. She's bummer. good at it. She is fucking good at that role, too. Like, I hated her. Dude, fucking she's an excellent her.
1: fucking actor, though. Look at her time on the fucking Cosby show. I, know. I mean, like, really, she's an excellent fucking actor. And she's got beautiful babies. She's got a beautiful fucking husband. She's got a nice fucking body after making babies. Like, I
2: know, bitch. Fuck.
1: I didn't have a nice body before kids. <laughs> I didn't even have kids and I don't have a nice body. So well, it kind of fucking is what before, it is. So it, but, and all you motherfuckers that have nice bodies after you make babies can go straight to hell. But only in the sweetest, nicest. Go fuck yourself kind of way. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. Yeah, we mean that
2: in a nice, like, we wish we were you kind of way, but whatever. So another one from that Amber girl. Most important life lesson you've learned so far. Fuck. This could be um, a whole episode. Yeah, it could.
1: Um, I let shit slide off my back like water off a duck's ass. Things that should bother me, I don't let them. Minus clean out your fridge weekly. <laughs> Fuck, yours is better than mine. <laughs> shit. Because I think there's spaghetti in there from like three years ago.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I figured this out. Like, and I then I wonder where the hard hard fuck way. my
1: Tupperware is. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's fucking spaghetti that I can't throw it away now because it's got its own ecosystem. There's people in there. Yeah, I, I'm ruining
2: lives if I do this at the point. Yeah, I can't point. throw that away. Like, yeah. There might
1: be things in there that yeah. the universe hasn't seen. Yep. Um, Amber Hammond, you saucy little Shit. <laughs> shit. If you could solve any unsolved murder, what would it be and why? I put Kevin Mays on here because I'm with him. Okay. Uh, No, mine's going to go back to West Mesa Body Pit. I want to oh, know where yes. the fuck that guy is. Do you know where else? Okay, so Kevin Mays. Me, me and Ember went back and forth on this for a minute. I could imagine. And I want to know who the fuck did all that. Yeah. Kevin May says the Zodiac, so I
2: could give him a right twatting for being a pretentious fanny fart. If you have not listened to Mirths and Monsters, go listen just to hear his voice, if nothing else, and then go back and read that in his accent
1: because it's beautiful. A fanny fart.
2: A fanny fart.
1: <laughs> he knows he's going to roll his R. It's going to be fucking yes. beautiful.
2: But my other one, and ain't judge me. Everybody fucking judge me. John Binet. I want to know. God.
1: God damn it, I want to know. So, Ember also asked, if you could be a juror on any case, what would it be and why? No. <clears throat> Are you refusing to answer? I don't want to be a juror. I do. And it probably would have been Jody Arias because she Ooh, fucking... Oh, I could do that. She hoodwinked somebody on that fucking jury. And... I'm with Ember on that one when she's like, "I fucking hate this cunt." I'm like, "Yeah, me too."
2: Yeah, I could, I could do that one. Um, fuck Mary Kill. Yes, this is from Ember too, and this is my fave. It's I, not as hard. This thanks, one's not as hard. Thanks, man, for participating so much. This is Ted cool. Bundy, Charles Manson, Gary Ridgway. Fuck, Mary kill. I'm going to fuck the shit out of Charles Manson. God damn. You can imagine that boy can fuck like
1: no other. You see how he dances? Imagine how he fucks. Oh, that's gross. I'm well, sorry. I don't, wanna, I don't even want to answer this question. I'm going to fuck Wait, Jerry I got to finish. Oh, I got to finish. Go, fuck.
2: Go. I'm going to fuck Charles Manson. I'm going to marry Ted Bundy because he's a sweet, talking, sly, good-looking motherfucker. He's not that good-looking. I don't think he is. I think he I is. I think Manson's better looking. Like, I think Manson's what? prime. God damn. Manson looks
1: like, like my real dad. Oh, God. Have I'm you? gonna <laughs> fuck your real dad then, all right? No, it's on. No, Have you really, like, looked at the photos of my real father?
2: I want to now. Maybe I have a thing for him. I don't know. Gross. But I'm gonna kill Gary Ridgway because he's a cunty Yeah, cunty he's a fuckhead. Bag. I'd kill him, too. Fuck you and you. I'd probably fuck Manson, Mary Dahmer. Dahmer's not in here. And Dahmer likes dudes, too. Oh, Bundy. I'm sorry. I'm high. No, you're not. Oh, ooh. Lindsay May LaForge. Could... I, I'm i so excited. I can't Fucking even say the words. question. God damn fuck
1: it, fuck fuck me. Words.
2: If you could interview any serial killer, who would it be? Mmm. So many people. I know we kind of already answered Aileen that, Aileen Warnos.
1: But I would like to... I would like to talk to Aileen Warnos. I don't know who that is. Um, She was kind of a white trash princess who murdered a bunch of Johns. Oh, okay. And that's like really that's a shit summary of who she is. I'd really like to talk to her.
2: I don't know who besides Mr. Gini-Weenie that we talked about before.
1: They're so fucking I really want to fucking I I would have loved to talk to Alien Warnos. I feel like there's a lot that happened to her that molded her into who she was. I feel like there's a lot that happened to her that made her into the monster that she was. Yeah. And what could have been done to like save her.
2: That's a good one. I don't really know. There's so many that I I don't I can't think of just one right
1: now. I have a lot of questions about alien wornos and I think they're never gonna get answered because I think people can go one of two ways when they've been abused. They can either go one end of the spectrum where they never ever would do anything to hurt another human. Yeah. Or they go to the other end of the spectrum where they have no fucking emotion and they just don't give a fuck.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's speculation station. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I would love to have talked to her. I was going to say Manson for his dancing skills, but he wasn't a
2: fucking serial killer. He wasn't really a serial
1: killer. Lindsay May LaForge, if you... Could make anything for Ed for Christmas, what would it be? I wouldn't
2: make anything because my
1: skills are not up to his standards. No, but I would take a scrotum. Oh, shit. And be like, there's the other end of the spectrum, bitch. So, (laughs) (laughs) I would like to take a scrotum and cut it off and pull all of the things out. Turn it inside out so it can dry. Yeah. (laughs) But once it went upside down... I would like to get a candle that goes like a tea light candle, so it was like a little hot air balloon. Oh, so it'd be a little, like a little nut sack. I got you. You've
2: been thinking this through, uh, or was that a spur of the moment?
1: I... Please don't ask me to answer that. No, <laughs> <laughs> but if the thin skin was thin enough, it would work because we yes, did it, it would. in science class. But I would like to make him a hot air balloon out Remove of the scrotum. the
0: hair first, because please? he
1: doesn't like his scrotum. So maybe we could take his.
2: Can we just have your? He wanted a sex change, so we could take. That's that what thing. I'm saying.
1: Like we could take mm-hmm. his scrotum and we could make people pull out all of, of the, the dick. things, and then make a hot air balloon out of the. Um, sorry, fuck. This just got. Re- Please don't call the police on me. I swear to God. He's I He's dead. He's dead. We're not threatening. I hypothesize a lot like of a grave. things. We, we can fun. go dig his grave. I know where it is. Been there. Jesus Christ. Sometimes I should think Woo! about the things I say before they fucking come out of my mouth. Lauren Lundy. Who was the most interesting murder you have researched that you previously didn't know a ton about and why? Catherine Knight. Yeah. That was a good one. That
2: was a good one. I loved that
1: one. She's a fucking nutbag. Fucking well, was, yeah. Well, is. she's God, have you seen the fucking pictures? She looks like one of the trolls from the fucking Fraggles. Yes, I she's did see not that just the other day. Well, no. not at all. Nope. nope. She has fucking suffered. Yeah. Um, I didn't know a lot. I know. A lot, I know. I didn't know a lot. I know. Uh-huh. I did not know a lot about Catherine Knight. And her crime was probably one of my favorites, just because there was so much to it.
2: Yeah, I liked the shit out of that one. I didn't research it, but I listened to you guys before. Anybody, because it's not a secret that I don't know tons and tons about all this shit. Well, neither do I. So everybody that I've researched has been fucking amazing. Gene was obviously my favorite. He was my first, and his just his brain, how it works. I know everybody's getting sick of me saying his name, so I'll stop. But that's <laughs> yeah, all right. Sorry. Sorry, I'm sure I'll get another obsession soon. Do you know who I didn't fucking like was Ronald? G- no, I liked researching Jane Simmons, Ronald.
1: He Simmons. bothered me only because he fucked his daughter.
2: Yeah, and his like whole... Like, that bothers me to story. my very
1: fucking core. His
2: backstory gets me. I feel like they left out a lot about his childhood and how
1: he was treated. You gotta under You gotta wonder, like, how a person comes to think that it's okay to have sexual relations. And I apologize for my terse language because we have a listener that I will not say the name yeah. of... ...who may or may not have experienced similar abuse... And yeah, and we don't want fucking to. Sorry, yeah. so fucking sorry for that. You gotta fucking wonder how a person came to think that that was okay.
2: You do, and especially ex- I just about said especially, especially, ex- especially with his upbringing, because all they really said was his his mom had oh he had a husband, he has dad Gene, and dad she Jean. was sick, she was really sick. So did something weird was like Dad Jean too overbearing while Mom was sick because he was so entitled know. or did she just give him too much because she felt bad because she was sick and or maybe she do was stuff. so
1: sick she was just like fuck go Anything, do what you want but he felt like the
2: whole but world how do you, owed everything to him how do you Why? get to the
1: point that you have sexual intercourse with your fucking daughter? yeah that part I don't do I don't and I. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to out anybody. I just that was fucking a lot to handle. It when was. I read it. Um, <clears throat> Lynn. No, we're on oh, shit. Dennis. Laura. No. Oh, are we? Oh, yeah. Dennis. Dennis. Dennis Dubay. Dubay. From Functioning Drunks, yes. who also is creating a new podcast. It's a from radio show. Yeah, from DNA, Woo-hoo. and it's called Cold Pizza with Dennis and Nikki. And maybe one day, Angel.
2: Well, Angel but. will be Angel will be a very
1: <clears throat> frequent customer on it. Um, but it will air after. And it's since that was something that people started listening to, I genuinely would appreciate it if you started listening to this one. Yes, yes, it would um, be
2: amazing. So D- the DNA Radio Production. Sorry, Dennis, I'm fucking it all up. DNA Production, That's, but it produces functioning drunks and and uh, cold, cold pizza. pizza. Cold pizza, we came up with that. It was like naming a child. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, I'm throwing random shit out to him. You know how I do. I just throw in shit that is not actually possible, but just saying stuff. So I feel like I'm part of it. And then we're talking about pineapple pizza, which he hates and I love.
1: And I hate.
2: And you hate. And I. he
1: said Dude, pizza. pineapple. Pineapple. Pineapple.
2: All right. pineapple pretzel crust pizza.
1: Oh, my God. No. Pineapple does not go out on pizza.
2: It does. Every time I order it. Well, you're a bad fucking person.
1: You love me. So, <clears throat> if oh, you his... were able to access a time machine allotted one murder each, which serial killer
2: would you take out? I might have to go with H.H. H. Holmes, because his count was so <gasps> high. I got take-ups. Or <laughs> Dean Coral because he was fucked. Or DPR. Fuck! I would God go with David it.
1: Parker Ray. Because he brutalized so many women.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we each get one, so maybe one of us could get Dean and you could get DPR.
1: Because, and... uh, yeah. Do we both get a go for each, though? And we, watch? we can't do this alone. I want to do it like a fucking Blood Eagle scene where ni- neither of them are... Worthy of a blood eagle, but to hack into the back of David Parker Ray. While he's still and alive. Pull his fucking ribs and open. Cattle
2: prod that shit while it's open. Yep.
1: Sorry. Right in his ass. I'm getting the whole excited. fucking time, and pull his fucking lungs out and set him on his fucking shoulders, and put the devil's dick straight up. His okay, ass. I'm fucking salivating. Sorry. All right, we got to stop because that's gross. Yeah. Um, uh, Megan Bud, looking back when you first decided. To do this till present, what's the one thing you would be shocked by? Fucking nothing. I know. Uh, there's nothing that shocks me anymore. No. It's, it's a thing where no matter what you read on old murders, new murders, current events, it doesn't matter. Like nothing shocks me anymore. Like, a little boy was literally just bent in half Yeah, that was by his father horrible. to stop him from crying. And he bent him backwards, broke his fucking back, cracked his spine, and killed the kid. Nothing fucking shocks me anymore. You know what shocks me more than anything
2: is who is into this stuff and who listens. Fucking fair <laughs> enough.
1: God, you nasty little asshole. Oh, wow. No, I fucking, I get what you're saying, like... When people are like, oh, I love true
2: crime, I'm into this and that, and I have that book, and I'm like, fucking really?
1: <clears throat> uh, Megan Bud, what is a significant goal you want to see happen for the podcast in the coming year? Um, I would like to see more light being brung, 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 because... Maybe
2: a-, a, a few classes for, English classes for us. <laughs> Shut the
1: fuck up. Uh, I would like to see more light being brought to domestic violence. Mm -hmm. I would like more women to have... More women and men, whomever is being brutalized in any situation, I would like for them to have more help. Um, The other thing, I would like for more missing persons to be investigated to their fullest extent. I would like for... Cases like Tanner Barton's case. Yeah. To be investigated to its fullest extent instead of it being swept under their fucking rug. Because these are people that deserve to have justice, rest.
2: And for me to go in a different spectrum, different end of the spectrum, I would like to see... People give more awareness to the little asshole kids that you see instead of treating them like shit and being like, he's an asshole. Let's get him help. Let's see what we can do. Like they're so needs a to be So a kid that might be a bully. More. Yeah. Because yeah. all, all, all of these kids, like they have fucked up parents. They have, not all of them, but a lot of them have fucked up parents. And maybe if somebody intervened and... Or like paid them attention and yeah. gave them
1: the fucking... Time programs, of day.
2: yeah, programs for these kids. Like instead of sending them to where the fuck Manson went, where he got fucked in the ass and it got worse, yeah, which it was supposed to make him better. Like, let's maybe bring awareness to these little. Maybe kids if you have home in up. your
1: families for fucking foster kids, yeah, because that's something that I've talked about with Spencer. <clears throat> we don't have the room right now, but when the kids move out. Yeah, I've talked about bringing in foster kids because
2: there's so much thing, so many things you can do to influence them to get them to go the right direction. There could just be one small thing that they need.
1: Fuck, all it could be was like somebody giving them a hug every Love, day, dinner every night. That they might not turn out to be. And this is not me being a professional or nothing like that. No. It's just like you never know what turns a kid. The other direction, ever. Yeah,
2: and that's that's what I would like to see is just more awareness for the the kids that are having trouble. Instead of treating them like trouble, maybe try to treat them
1: like the fucking kids that they are.
2: Yeah, let them have a childhood. Understand why they're why they're uh, some the of them they are, are fucking
1: forced to be adults way before they should have fucking ever had any of those problems and another
2: story that I probably overshare with Calvin's bully when we went in and met with his teachers I was like I would like this child to realize that there's consequences for his actions and if his parents aren't doing that maybe we can all band together and help out so that he knows that he can't just continue to be an asshole and the teachers just looked at me like I was crazy and I'm like I care about this kid, too. While I I want to bitch slap him really hard, I care about... Like, I want to punch him in the fucking
1: face, but I want him to be okay.
2: I want him to grow up and be a decent human and not be a little fucking asshole.
1: I agree. It's not a bad thought. I mean, really? Isn't that what we want for, like, all kids? Well,
2: yeah, that's what I want for my kids. That's why I stay home and raise them. And I know I'm fucking it up because I'm a parent. I'm a normal human, but... I'm trying to do the best I can.
1: I don't know. I just gave my kids Cards Against Humanity to fucking play at a party. If they don't
2: already know everything about no, that. No, some of the shit
1: my kids said Dude. fucking stunned me.
2: Yeah, well, some of the shit that I saw in Cards Against Humanity made me blush, though. Yeah, but when my daughter was like, oh, the bigger blacker dick, I was like, fuck. Um, Have you seen one of those? Because you would not be excited about it. They are fucking, scary.
1: <laughs> you're 17. What the fuck do you know about a bigger blacker dick? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not that I'm not telling you not to take one. I mean, they, if that's what you want to do. If you've got the opportunity. <laughs> if that's what you want to do. Take it. Be safe. Condoms. Magnums. Get there, I guess. Fuck. I don't know what, what, what to what tell you, you right now. I, don't, I, I, I could preach abstinence, but that's how fucking... Nope. If you got
2: it, take it. Do it the right oh way. Parenting.
1: <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ, we suck.
2: Yep. Mary. Our first clip from one of our fellow podcasters is from Kevin May from Mirths and Monsters with the most amazing fucking accent ever. ever. I could listen to him all All day day long, but let's hear what he has to say.
3: My fellow skin snacks, this is CK, a.k.a. Kevin from Mirths and Monsters, and I hope you all had, are having a cracking time over this time of non-pagan fun. I myself was visited by Krampus and I still sting. So, my own wee podcast. How to describe it. I take a variety of myths, legends or even dates. Like Halloween, Friday the 13th. And then my inner voices take over. When I come out of that state, I've done made funny stuff. It's surreal. It's for family. It has a dog. My dog, Finn, in it. And when I'm a catch, Ray, she's possessed by Satan, and she loves Barry Manilow. Now I know that the lasses from "Color Me Dead" enjoy it, so you know, if you don't like it, they'll probably kill you. It's not a threat. Promise. (laughs) Uh, Now, to the hosts, past and present of "Color Me Dead," Ember, Angel, and Nikki. Now, these three weren't so much a breath of fresh air. They were, and are, more like a hurricane. High energy, intense, full on, unforgiving, and yet kind-hearted, empathetic, and funny as feck. The other thing that I dig so much is the ridiculous amount of research that goes into each episode. There have been cases that I've been familiar with, such as David Parker Ray, the Twatty Toy Box Killer, I still found out things that I didn't know, such was the extensive research that had been done. The case I'd like to mention though, is about Tanner Barton. On its own the case itself is very interesting, a young healthy boy dies, out of the blue, but the more I listened, the more angry I got, the more frustrated I got, because there's no doubt in my mind there's been a blatant cover up. The families of the friends of Tanner... I say friends of Tanner... Okay, I'm maybe a bit harsh, but... The families of them lawyered up, and... It's just suspicious. It's really suspicious. And... The thing that's made it... Stick with me even more, was the emotion... In Ember's voice while she was doing the story. It obviously meant a lot. Because it was a listener's story as well. Um... And colour me dead was using their position to get something out there, and that stuck with me because I still follow uh, Tanner's mum and her and their, and his family, and they're uh, trying to get the they're trying to get the justice that Tanner fully deserves, and he was hoping he will, because folk just need to admit what happened. As for cases I'd like to hear, well. After the ridiculously good four-parter about Ed Weenigini, I would like to hear your take on Mr. Jeffrey, Will You Be My Love Slave, Dammer. Because he is kind of, he's my favourite one. I don't know why he gets sympathy, because he did some nasty stuff, and yet he doesn't get the hatred that, are uh, he doesn't get as much hatred, it would seem, as a Bundy or a Ramirez do. Yeah. It it's an odd situation. So that would be a really interesting I'd love to hear the take that you two do on that one. There is another one though. It has been done before. Maybe it's it's less so than Damar. It's just bizarre. It's about the man of New Orleans and it's one that's interested me for ages. Just over a year it lasted from May 1918 to October 1919. Six folk were murdered, 12 were injured by someone who was never caught. Some say it was mafia because the victims were Italian-American immigrants. Some say it was to do with sadism, a hatred of women, and anything else that happens to be going on in Hollywood these days, but the bit that does stick with me is that the ax man wrote a letter to the press. What it said was, "Hell, March Thirteenth, nineteen nineteen. Esteemed mortal of New Orleans." Second paragraph, what it actually said, more or less, if people didn't play jazz music on a certain night, he would kill them, and you thought the guilt trips on American Idol was bad. Nobody died that night, but the people of New Orleans did have to listen to jazz from everywhere. So who really wins? Okay, I'm rambling. So... Dammer or the Axeman in New Orleans would very much be my choices for a Color Me Dead episode. In the meantime, here's to carrying on the great work that you've done so far. Have a brilliant new year. And to all the skin snacks out there, as the lassies say, stay out of chalk lines. Ta-ta.
1: So we want to thank you, Kevin, for coming in and talking about Tanner Burton's case, because it's a big deal to us as well. Um, We still support his mother, Michelle. And uh, we hope soon that they get some kind of answer. Also, Jeffrey Dahmer, yes, we will be doing that. Um, (laughs) There's a lot to
2: go over. Next we have Dennis Dubay from The Functioning Drunks.
4: Uh, Hi, I'm uh, here to uh, read for the role of uh, Ember as as she's... uh... As she's left the show. Yeah. Yes, I have it right here. You want me to read it now? Okay. Uh, Wait a second. You... You want me to say that out loud? Mm, Hold hold on a second. Really? Out loud? I I can't do it. I, I quit. I'm with I'm with Ember. What you just heard was a reenactment of a fake audition done by the voice of Dennis Dubay. one half of the Functioning Drunks podcast. Hi, AJ couldn't be here, so I I'm I'm doing this. AJ doesn't really like to do the promo thing, and uh, I I. Guess I don't either, because uh, I originally recorded that and uh, forgot to give the, the the promo for my own show, and Angel uh, so very politely told me to fucking do it, so here I am doing it. You can listen to us um, every week, maybe? I don't know. It's just whenever I get off my fat, lazy ass and upload a new episode. I mean, we've recorded about five episodes that have never seen the light of day. But, you know, that's probably that's probably fine, too. Um, but yeah, it's the Functioning Drunks podcast. Uh, you can find us on all the various uh, podcast sites, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. Uh, sometimes I post to YouTube, Facebook, whatever. You know, just type in "Functioning Drunks podcast" and you're gonna you're gonna find a a ton of ways to to listen to us. You can also follow us on Twitter. FD Podcast 69. Don't act like you didn't laugh.
1: And thank you so very much for squeezing in a little bit of time to tell us your favorite about Calling Me Dead. We're sorry that we make you sick. Well, I mean, it's kind of what we do. Yeah, we're not sorry. I'm not sorry.
2: You want a trash
1: candy yak in your fine. And then we're going to move into Alvin Williams from Affirmative Murder. And he talked about the Joel David Rifkin episode. Um, and if you're not familiar with that, he's the one that murdered all of the sex workers. Um, and that's where we get the phrase, gives Give me, me the, the Rifkins. Rifkins.
5: Hello, lovely ladies of the Colored Me Dead podcast. This is Alvin Williams, one half of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity Murder podcast. The reason it's only one half is because my partner in true crime, Francel Evans, had a mail emergency. And by mail emergency, I mean someone took a big hefty dump in the drop-off box at his post office branch, so it's all hands on deck. Anywho, if I had to pick a favorite episode of Color Me Dead, it would have to be episode 15, the Joel David Rifkin episode, because, good God, um, he, he was busy. He was a busy guy. Um... And even though his childhood was sounds pretty terrible when and he fought the urge to become the piece of shit that he ultimately became, when he became that piece of shit, he became the ultimate piece of shit. I mean, 29 women in three years, something like that, or, you know, probably more. And the way that he did it, you know, and the the imagery that you guys created with talking about how he lived at home with his mom it made me think of will ferrell's character and wedding crashers of him like cutting up a body in the basement he's like mom the meatloaf the meatloaf uh so that's 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 who i imagined cutting up these sex workers and it it made me chuckle even though it made me sad for the women so you guys really really uh in in every episode that you guys do you really know a way how to toe that line of being funny but also feeling sympathy for these victims and also giving great details about the sick individuals who commit these crimes and in this episode i think you guys did a great job of all those things and that's why it kind of is my favorite episode uh one of my favorite i have a couple of favorite quotes from this from this uh episode but one of my favorites is that uh imagining that the reason all these kids didn't want to Hang out with Joel is because they maybe he smelled like cat piss and Cheetos, which honestly makes me gag because when you put those two things together, it makes me smell them. When you say those two words together, so I could smell a combination of cat piss and Cheetos when it was said into my ears, and I gagged at work in front of all my coworkers. Um, But yeah, the early life of Joel Rifkin was sad, but. I could relate to it in a sense because I had a kid in my school named Louis, and no, we didn't, nobody treated him like shit, but he wasn't the most popular kid. But one day he, you know, his attempt at, at becoming popular in school, he threw a rager at his house and it really showed how terrible teenage kids are because everybody went to the party, but everybody treated the house like it was a warehouse and no, nobody, nobody respected Louis. So they stole things from his house. Nobody listen, you know, put coasters on the table, please guys. My parents are going to come, you know, shut up, get out of here. Like even in his own house, he had to, you know, get out of here. That was the mentality. And then the police showed up and everybody scattered from the house. And as Louie Hankins tried to drag a keg into his basement so that he wouldn't get in trouble with the police, not a single person helped him. Um, so, for all I know, Louis Hankins could be a serial killer terrorizing the streets of Baltimore as we speak. Um, but I have no confirmation of that. But it really when you tell a story of a kid that just, you know, can't catch a break at a young age, it makes you feel bad. But I think everybody has that kid that they can look back on and, and vividly see them being that see that kid, you know, and that my kids. My kid was Louis Hankins. So you guys uh, did a really good job of, you know. Depicting the early life and did a really good job on the details of the neck snapping and the limb removal and the going into the bodies and doing surgery over the washing and dryer machine and him living at home with his mom and oh god it just oh you know man it gives me the goosebumps this story and um i think that's the sign of a good story if you can make somebody laugh give them the goosebumps and inform them then you guys are doing as good of a job as you can do but um yeah that's my favorite one uh i think it was called uh what <laughs> was it pornos and oh man pornos and prey uh which is hilarious and uh joel david rifkin is my favorite episode 15 so um check that out but i do really want to say that i love you guys A show i wish you guys continued success in 2018 um uh i would love to get a sticker You know, just just putting that out there. You know, I'm not I'm not not saying I will get a sticker, but I'm just saying I would love to get a sticker. Um, But yeah, this is your uh, extended family over here at Affirmative Murder saying uh, wishing you a fruitful 2018. And anytime you guys need anything, just give us a jingle and uh, and Happy New Year. I know it's going to take us all a couple of months to stop writing 2017 on all of our forms, but we'll get through the struggle together. And uh, you guys take it easy.
1: So thank you so much for listening on that one and chiming in and letting us know because it means a lot to us. Last and not least, my least, the least. It's California Dreaming. Roseanne yes. Sinclair.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Hi, this is Roseanne from the California Dreaming Podcast. I'd like to thank Nikki and Amber for inviting me to be a part of their favorites episode. I know that if you're a fan of the gory gals, my show might not be your thing. I'm not very gory. I don't have much of a potty mouth, and you might find me kind of boring, as you should compare to these girls. But, you know, we're women, we're podcasters, and we belong to a community that thrives when we support one another. And I so very much enjoy the girls' unique take on cases that they cover. Which brings me to my favorite of theirs. It was one of the first, if not the first episode of theirs that I listened to when I first became aware of their show, The Jodi Arias Case. I've referenced this case a couple of times in some of my own shows, but thus far I've yet to cover the story myself, as it's been told really well by some really good shows. But I always love hearing about this case. And the reason is because It's one of the few trials that I actually sat through and binged from beginning to end in 2013. It had started in January of that year, and I knew by the end of that summer, when my daughter was going to start high school, that I was going to want to get back into working, so I spent the first half of 2013 binging true crime television, and that included the Arius trial. I was completely glued to it. So later that year, when I went back to work, That's when I started listening to podcasts to get my true crime fix on. And whenever I found a show that covered the case, I'd listen. I sort of vacillated between hating Arius and sometimes kind of understanding the hurt feelings of being used. I don't like the way Travis treated her. Of course, that in no way justifies what she did. And most women don't react to being mistreated in such an extreme manner such as resorting to homicidal rage, but I tended to think that there were just one too many rejections going on that pushed Arias off the deep end. I enjoyed watching Prosecutor Juan Martinez take her to task for what she had done. I was looking forward to her being sent to death row. I was so tired of seeing her smugly face. Any small twinge of empathy I may have been on the fence about, quickly evaporated when I listened to the impact statements of Travis's family. Then one day during the penalty phase, I was talking to my husband, rattling on about the trial, that it's dragging on and they can't decide on the death penalty and all that stuff. and He kind of surprised me and suggested that she is not one who belongs in death row. At first, I was taken aback by his seemingly misguided statement. I guess you could say that I don't necessarily have strong opinions about the death penalty it's kind of a case-by-case thing for me and when it came to Arius I had grown to despise that woman so much over the months that I watched that trial it just kind of felt like the natural progression of things with the planning and the premeditation a crime of passion I could understand but this was way planned out in advance and to me the evilness that entailed was deserving of the ultimate punishment. But my husband didn't see it that way. He questioned who the death penalty was for, and if Arius was the right candidate for such a sentence. My first instinct was to jump all over him, but after I thought about it for a while, I did get to thinking that he kind of had a point. I needed to step back and stop looking at her case with so much anger and emotion... I was beginning to question my own ideology. Is the death penalty for people like Arius? I don't really think so. We watch these trials and we get emotionally invested and we want to see justice served, but when you take a look at the broad spectrum of criminals, when it comes to punishment handed down to the worst of the worst, the lowest of the low, the most depraved of all, is that really Jody Arias? Maybe if I were a relative of Travis's, I might feel, yes, yes, she is the worst of the worst, the lowest of the low, but I'm not. And for me, I feel like she's right where she should be. And that's why this case is one of my favorites. It challenged me to look at things from a different perspective, to not jump to conclusions so quickly. And most importantly, to think hard before I go around wishing death on someone else. Thank you, girls, for bringing the Jodi area story to us all. It is hands down one of my favorites you guys have done. And thank you for having me on the show. Later, girls. Thank
1: you so much, Roseanne, for that clip. Definitely go and check out her podcast. Uh, California Dreaming is fucking amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 But that brings us to the end of our new year. Episode. Episode. Yeah, episode. Should we ruin his accent too? Because we do a lot more. We got to tell him about that girl from uh, Wisconsin. And I got oh, messages God. from her. Yeah. And she sent, she sent us a little um, voice clip. Fucking amazing. It made my day. because on. I'm finding her. But at least Veronica fucking saved us a little. A little. A little. Okay, her name is Christian, Christian, Jesus Christ, Kristen Shay Stone. And she sent us the funnest little clip. Are you going to play oh, it? Oh, do we get to play it? Yeah. Yes, let's play it. Sorry, Kristen, if you didn't want us to play it, but you're a bad. You don't. don't. You, you don't, you don't nice have days. a fucking
1: choice at this point.
2: Hello from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Don't you know? Sitting here, a few glasses of wine in after a hard day at the bank. Had far too many
1: stop and go lights on my trek home. Wawatosa is a weird town name, eh? To speak normally, though, you guys have a great podcast. I'm so happy I stumbled upon it. Zoya, so you yeah. guys rock, and I'll continue <laughs> listening. Love you. Bye.
2: That made me so I love her happy. so much. <laughs> i was too so many excited.
1: stopping goes stopping goes from what told well, from what i'm gonna fucking kidnap her and put her in my pocket
2: i know i was like because she was saying that sometimes she has a couple and calls her friend and and gets heavy into the accent i'm like whoa if
1: you ever <laughs> feel like sending
2: us a little voice recording after you've had a couple do so and she did and i was so excited
1: Oh, I've had a toma? couple of glasses of Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> had one too many stop and go's. <laughs> on That's a like trek when home. Well, when Veronica gets on the phone with some of her friends from back home and she's like, oh, you know what? Oh, sweet, lovely man. I love him. <laughs>
2: love him still. I'm
1: like, holy shit. I asked her if she says proposed repeatedly. Proposed.
2: She said no, but she should. <laughs> she should. Oh, I propose.
1: Yes. Dear sweet man. Yeah. He proposed.
2: He proposed. But well, we hope you, you had sound Irish. I know. I can't. I can't do accents. I can fuck it's them time for all me to up. Take all I've got in me is Tammy and. A medium white. Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I have another accent that I can't. Or, and yeah. I can't really do it. But. Big things Tammy. are coming
1: after the first of the year. We got That's lots what of cool she shit. Said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Big things are making me come. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Fucking pervert. Sorry. God. Sorry. Sorry. So
1: some of the things that we discussed that might be coming, um we're going to do some profiles on serial killer profilers. Woo! So it's going to stay true True scribes. True crime. True crime. It's all gonna
2: stay true crime unless it's a fucking mini sewed motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, but you're gonna have to get all Patreon for that shit. Oh, yeah.
2: You gotta pay. Oh, y'all. Yeah. Look at the Patreon. Oh, look yeah. at that Patreon. The Patreons get all the good stuff. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know either, but it was a good one. Yeah. So. Make of it what you will, what I am. Read Harry
1: Potter. Do it. Read, read Harry, Harry Potter. Read Harry Potter. And stay out of chocolates. Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Hi, I'm Noel Heil, the host and creator of Heil on Life, the podcast where I talk one-on-one with people who inspire me. My guests come from all walks of life different jobs and careers, and they all have different motivations that have helped them throughout their lives. I find their stories fascinating and hope that you will too. To learn more, find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, Tumblr, and Libsyn. And remember, we may have similar stories, but our journeys are all our own.